All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rolling with the Winners, episode 19. So I am just kind of laying here on my couch today to record this episode. Typically, I sit on like a hard chair and set the microphone on a flat surface. Um, but, you know, just kind of holding it in my lap this time, trying to give some different, more comfortable vibes. You know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but just a couple housekeeping things to start off. I just... First of all, I wanted to say thank you to anyone who sent over their year-end Spotify wrapped list that um, had this podcast in their top podcast for the year. So cool to see that. I really appreciate everyone sending that over. Uh, I knew they've always done those Spotify wrapped lists, but I don't remember them doing podcasts in the past as part of it. I think because podcasts have become such a different new and popular um, avenue. So I think they, they probably included it now, or maybe I just wasn't listening to podcasts before, but, uh, definitely awesome to see people sending that over. Also, if you are looking to leave a rating or review on this podcast, please make sure you are signed in with your Apple ID. I've had a couple people tell me they've tried to leave them and weren't seeing it show up. And I'm thinking it might be because they aren't signed in. Uh, so make sure you do that if you are leaving that review. Um, I, I'm not sure I'm trying to look into some other issues that could be happening with reviews because I'm not hundred percent sure that's why it is, but, uh, definitely make sure you're signed in because I don't think it shows up otherwise. Okay. So, oh, also I got some Chinese food for dinner today. Uh, some egg drop soup, fried rice. It came with two fortune cookies. Uh, and you know, I think a huge sign that you aren't totally comfortable with where you're at in your life is if you are excited to get a fortune cookie and open it in hopes that it tells you something positive is going to happen. Uh, Slightly kidding because I do have a great life, but also I am just looking for some good vibes to come my way right now, as always, you know, always looking for some good vibes. Um, But anyways, this one said, doors will be opening for you in many areas of your life. And honestly, I just kind of want to tape it to my forehead because deep down, I just know it's referring to this podcast. I'm fully convinced and fortune cookies are never wrong, you know, so uh, I just I'm I'm really believing in that one right now. And I just thought I'd share. Okay, so now jumping in, I think last episode was recorded right before the college football rivalry week, so I kind of want to start off with that. Um, Obviously, just pretty much focused on uh, Ohio State versus that team up north. I kind of wanted to start off by reminding everyone that Michigan is historically, other than the first, you know, however many years of their program, have not been this outstanding undefeated team in a very long time. And it's actually normal for them to not be undefeated. Uh, I think people have this misconception about the way that team up north has historically played. Yes, I do believe Jim Harbaugh has been a disappointment and he should be winning at least some when it counts more than he does. But people are kind of acting like this team has been something incredible in in recent day. I'm not talking about the early 1900s when Ohio State pretty much lost every single game to Michigan. I'm talking about like 1950s and beyond. I know they had a good decade in the 70s. Um, I would say though more typically than not they are a two to three loss team. So they are a very good team historically but they are not a team that should have the expectation to be going undefeated when 
I don't think they've gone undefeated since around maybe 1997, somewhere in the late 90s. Uh, so I'm not sure why people are acting like they should be, and I just kind of wanted to clear that up. Okay, anyways, so Ohio State is actually only the second school in AP history to win a top 10 football and basketball matchup in a five-day span. Um, Michigan is the only other team to do that in a 92-93 to loss. And excuse my language for saying that word out loud. Wow, I'm so disappointed. M word, that team up north, is the only other team to do that. Uh, some really crazy stats from that um, OSU basketball win over UNC that was a part of that five-day span. Uh, it was the second largest margin of victory by a UNC opponent in Dean Dome history. It was a 20, the, or the 23-point margin in the second half was the largest by an opponent in any half in the Dean Dome ever. Uh, it was UNC's lowest field goal percentage in the Dean Dome, Dean Dome ever. Uh, and then also within that same time period, women's basketball took down number two Louisville. So in total in five days, our football team beat M-word by 29. Chase Young and Justin Fields won Big Ten Player of the Year. Ryan Day won Big Ten Coach of the Year. Men's basketball beat UNC by 25 and women's basketball beat Louisville by seven. What a span of days for Ohio State sports truly don't understand why anyone would ever want to go to any other school. I tweeted this the other day, like, why would anyone want to go to any other school unless they love being bad at sports? I just, I can't rationalize it, because uh, that is, that is something else, uh, and just super exciting time to be a part of. I'm sure all the students there are just living for it. Okay, so kind of some other parts of rivalry, rivalry week. I don't know why I can't say rivalry. Uh, Alabama is actually 0-7 on the road against Auburn when both teams are ranked in the AP poll. Entering that game, the Crimson Tide were 114-0 in the AP poll era on the field when scoring at least 45 points. Crazy. That is insane to have that entering that game. I mean... It was quite the game, though, if, if you didn't watch it. Um, so since Nick Saban's first season at Alabama in 2007, Alabama kickers have now missed 101 field goals, the most by any FBS team in that time span. It's eight more than any other team. Uh, and Joseph Bolivus, I don't know if I'm saying his last name correctly, is the only SEC kicker to miss multiple field goals from 30 yards or closer this season, which is also crazy and uh, not a statistic you would like to carry with you personally or on your team, for sure. Uh, so getting into post-rivalry rivalry week, we had championship week. Um, Buckeyes came out on top after a struggle of a first half, uh, but managed to really pull through and play an incredible game there in the second half uh, to take down Wisconsin. Uh, which then really, truly solidified their spot in the college football playoffs. I was convinced personally that regardless of winning or losing that game, I still think they were deserving of a spot in those playoffs. But you never really know because they are not an SEC team and aren't given the benefit of the doubt because of that. Uh, so definitely felt good to just solidify that spot by winning that game. Uh, and then obviously... 
when you're listening to this, it would be yesterday. The playoff rankings, the final one, they were announced, as well as all of the College Bowl games. So I kind of wanted to get into all of that now because that is the most current and important thing. The Big Ten Championship is kind of out of sight, out of mind now, and we are on to bigger and better things here. Uh, So interestingly, before the final rankings came out, they said Ohio State had a 39% chance to be the one seed and LSU had a 36% chance, which is kind of funny when you think about it because it's a room of people discussing. It's a very subjective conversation that's happening, so I'm not sure how you weigh percentages into that. Uh, I think it was whatever the heck they decided they wanted to do, not a percentage basis, but okay. Uh, It does feel, to me personally, a little bit disrespectful that Ohio State was moved from one to two after beating three straight very good ranked opponents, and one of those teams being Wisconsin, who we had to beat twice, which is an incredibly hard thing to do, and anyone will tell you that. Beating a team twice is something that almost never happens. It feels like there there was a typical SEC bias in there. I, I wasn't surprised because I was kind I kind of assumed they would move LSU up to one. And this is not a knock to LSU. I, they kicked the crap out of Georgia. Very impressive. They've had an incredible season. I just think when you look at the full body of work, Ohio State has been the more dominant team. But I think each year the committee kind of decides what criteria fit the narrative that they would like to tell that year. Uh, A lot of years they say the spots are your to lose, which would mean that Ohio State would have had to lose that game in order to be knocked down. Uh, This, I think this decision would have made more sense had they decided after our win against Penn State uh, to move LSU up to one, but they didn't. And then we beat M-Word, another ranked team, and they didn't. And then we win our conference championship to a very good ranked team. Uh, And then they decided to do it. And people saying Wisconsin isn't a good team are a little ridiculous because two of their three losses were to the Buckeyes. I mean, they had to play us twice and they lost both times. So those were the majority of their losses. Uh, So I don't want to knock them uh, and say that they aren't a good team. Uh, It just felt weird that now in this final week, They decided to flip it. Uh, The good news is that no number one team has ever won it all in the college football playoffs, so maybe it is better for the Buckeyes to not be won. Uh, I also really liked hearing Ryan Day's thoughts on everything uh, when uh, ESPN had him on after they came out with the rankings. Uh, He obviously said that he would have loved to be number one, but that no matter what, if we want to win this all, we will have to play the best teams. And I think that is the best mindset to take with this. And I've, I've really been kind of thinking about it all day. And it will truly be the most impressive stretch of games in college football history if Ohio State is able to win out uh, against Clemson and then most likely LSU in the championship game because that would have been Penn State, that team up north, Wisconsin, Clemson, and then LSU all in a row. I mean, football is a brutal sport. It is taxing on your body. And to play high caliber games like that consistently in a row, I mean, that would, I would say that would have to be the most impressive span of games in college football ever. 
let me know if you <laughs> know of a more impressive time. But, I mean, I feel like that's got to be quite unheard of. Uh, not saying it's going to happen. we still got some games left to play. But it would be quite the accomplishment to, to see that go down. Um, kind of another disappointing thing to see when I was watching uh, post, or this was actually pre the selection being shown on the screen while the ESPN analysts were just going through every single tiny piece of each of those teams. It, it was pretty much solidified who the final four teams were going to be. It was more the order that was up for up for grabs, uh, but they were kind of diving deep into different parts of those teams, and they started talking about the four quarterbacks in these playoffs. So you have Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Jalen Hurts. Um, and they were putting Justin Fields as the fourth best quarterback out of those four, and it kind of felt like that was a little bit disrespectful too. I understood some of their points, and I agree that you have to have Joe Burrow at one on that list, but I would have had Justin Fields at least ahead of Jalen Hurts. I mean, Justin Fields is the first player in Big Ten history with 40 passing touchdowns and 10 rushing touchdowns in a single season, and I just think he should get some more credit in that discussion. I also think they were putting quite a bit of emphasis on that Wisconsin game in the Big Ten Championship, but you have to remember that the dude was banged up. I think he had a sprained MCL, I want to say, was his injury that he was playing on, and they said he was not 100% during that game, which I think limited a lot of his mobility and what he could do throughout that, and I just feel like they would give other guys the benefit of the doubt in a banged-up, injured type of situation like that, but the same respect wasn't given to him, and I just think... It, it was kind of rude to have him last on that list, and I hope he sees that, and I hope he has a chip on his shoulder because of that uh, and is ready to, to come out big, uh, especially since he'll get some more time to heal here until we play our game against Clemson. Okay, so for those not in the playoff, bowl season is now upon us, which has to be truly one of my favorite times of, year, of the year in sports. Uh, one game... I am most excited to announce is Alabama against that team up north in the Citrus Bowl. Uh, the Citrus Bowl has to be one of the softest names that exists for a bowl game, and I'm I'm just pumped for the two softest programs to be a part of that together. Like they, I mean, they couldn't even specify the type of citrus that they're referring to in the bowl game, so they just had to give it a general category of citrus, and it just goes to show you how truly unimportant and totally not valuable these two teams are. Uh, should be a nail biter, even though it means nothing, and I don't think either team actually can technically be proud to win, so that feels good. Uh, and then for those of you who haven't seen all of the bowl games announced yet, I'd like to kind of go through the rest of them, um, just to keep everyone up to date. So obviously Peach Bowl is number one LSU versus number four Oklahoma on December 28th in Atlanta and number two Ohio State versus number three Clemson in Arizona. Uh, to be honest, I know people get all crazy about the location for these games and who is playing where, but Ohio State fans actually travel better than any other team no matter what so I never really put too much emphasis on where we are playing um although I do love playing in Arizona I just I, I don't know for some reason I just in general prefer that um the rest of the New Year's Six Bulls are 
Number five, Georgia versus number seven, Baylor in the Sugar Bowl. Number eight, Wisconsin versus number six, Oregon in the Rose Bowl. 24, Virginia versus number nine, Florida in the Orange Bowl. And number 17, Memphis versus number 10, Penn State in the Cotton Bowl. Um, in a shocking turn of events this year, Miami of Ohio is in a bowl, which is just your re- weekly reminder that Ohio State beat them 76-5. And side note, all of the Buckeyes out of conference games, those teams made a bowl this year, Florida Atlantic and Cincinnati. I mean, talk about strength of schedule. But anyways, Miami of Ohio is playing Louisiana in the Lending Tree Bowl. And I feel like that's got to be a new name of the bowl or I'm, I'm just not remembering this one. It's just way too passive of a name. It kind of sounds like where the two teams have to like hold hands and sing Kumbaya or something. But I'm still going to watch this one because you got to represent the state of Ohio. Always support those teams in their bowl games. We have Tulane and Southern Miss in the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Uh, in one of my favorite bowl games, the Idaho Potato Bowl, just because, you know, we don't want to confuse people with other potatoes, we have Ohio versus Nevada, so another team from the great state of Ohio representing. We have Tennessee versus Indiana in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, great name. Uh, go Hoosiers, because conference over everything, unless you're that team up north, then everything over conference. Uh, Boston College versus Cincinnati in the Ticker Smart Birmingham Bowl. Uh, This could be my Ohio bias, but I'm feeling just weirdly confident in Cincinnati winning this game. Uh, If you are in any bold pick gambling situations, I would consider putting some confidence in this one because Boston College only beat Rutgers by 14 points. And if you can't beat Rutgers by at least, I would say, four touchdowns, then I don't have much confidence in you. Um, I'm also just a huge fan of Luke Fickle as a coach, um, and I think he's kind of learned from the best, so I think they're going to come ready. I also just feel like, in general, they're going to be kind of ticked off about how they ended their season with some poor performances against Memphis, who is actually a very good team, as you can see by their spot in the Cotton Bowl, but I think that's going to keep them motivated and really ready to play. So we have uh, Minnesota versus Auburn in the Outback Bowl. I love a classic Big Ten SEC game, so kind of looking forward to see how Minnesota can show up in that game. I think it's a good way to post bowl games to really show off your conference and how they played and make your argument for why things should have been ranked differently throughout the season uh, based on a lot of these games, so hoping they can pull that one out. We have Wyoming versus Georgia State in the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl. Uh, Kansas State versus Navy in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, which kind of sounds like the Liberty Bell, which makes me think of National Treasure, (laughs) a classic movie of our generation. Uh, Totally unrelated, but really outstanding movie. We have Arizona State versus Florida State in the Tony the Tiger Bowl, an awesome name. I mean, could you imagine being that bowl, being in that bowl? If... I think if you play in the Tony the Tiger Bowl, your NFL stock should just dramatically increase just because of that. Uh, we got Virginia Tech versus Kentucky in the Belk Bowl, Utah versus Texas in the Alamo Bowl, Illinois versus Cal in the Red Box Bowl, Louisville versus Mississippi State in the Franklin American Mortgage 
Mortgage Music City Bowl. Uh, Western Michigan versus Western Kentucky, two Westerns, in the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl. Uh, I don't know. Based on the name of that one, it feels like kind of a lot of pressure. You, I mean, you can't lose for the first responders, so best of luck out, out to these two teams. Uh, Notre Dame versus Iowa State in the Camping World Bowl. Uh, first of all, I hate Notre Dame, so I obviously don't want them to win. But also, shout out to Iowa State because a boy my brother played – Uh, little league baseball with is on this team so I just decided I like them because of that and also I hate Notre Dame so it's an even better reason to cheer for Iowa State Uh, we have Washington State versus Air Force and the Cheez-Its Bowl a very tasty snack and I'm looking forward to really just see how they incorporate Cheez-Its into the entire day and game I feel like there's a lot of ways you can go all out on this one so shout out to the Cheez-Its Bowl we have USC versus Iowa in the SDCCU Holiday Bowl. Zero idea what that stands for. Texas A&M versus Oklahoma State in the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl. I don't really talk about my regular job on here, but we are kind of a rival-ish with that company in certain markets, so I don't like this bowl. Uh, Michigan State versus Wake Forest in the New Era Pinstripe Bowl. Cool name. North Carolina versus Temple in the Military Bowl, Pitt versus Eastern Michigan in the Quick Lane Bowl, Miami, Florida, the U versus Louisiana Tech in the Walk-Ons Independence Bowl, which seems like an insulting name in my opinion, or it could just be kind of the name of a team in Backyard Baseball starring Pablo Sanchez, which honestly, great game. I hope you all remember playing that, but it feels like walk-ons independence would like be the name of a team in that um we have byu versus hawaii in the sofi bowl marshall versus ucf in the bad boy motors gasparilla bowl i don't think i said that word right but you know we're just gonna keep going with it kind of a cool name in general though uh uab versus Appala- appalachian state in the rnl carriers new orleans bowl uh, always shout out to Appalachian State. Honestly, I will never forget when they beat that team up north, and I am forever indebted to them because of that, even though it was kind of a long time ago now. Still very important to me. Washington versus Boise State in the Mitsubishi Motors Las Vegas Bowl. I promise I'm almost done with these. FIU versus Arkansas State in the Camellia Bowl. FAU versus SMU in the Cherubundi Dark Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. Georgia Southern versus Liberty in the FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl. Um, Central Michigan versus San Diego State in the New Mexico Bowl. Utah State versus Kent State in, get this, the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. That seems like a lot and also kind of soft, but another Ohio school, so shout out to Kent State. And then Charlotte versus Buffalo in the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. Uh, And as someone who lives in cold weather cities, I am very happy for Buffalo to have the chance to travel to the Bahamas for this game. So I'm picking Buffalo because I think they're just going to be overjoyed to not be in Buffalo. Okay, so I just felt it was important to share the specific names of the bowl games because some of them are fantastic and I just have to believe teams feel like a little bit of a failure when they are part of a bowl that has just a horrible name. So uh, if you are part of any bowl pickums, 
I suggest having some fun with it and picking based off of random facts like that. Uh, it keeps it interesting and if you just pick based on who had the better record or some, you know, analyst telling you that's who you should pick, you're probably not going to do well anyway, so just make it fun. Uh, all right, on this week, important things to know when crushing brewskis in the Muni lot. Uh, there's a lot of rumors that have been swirling around about OBJ, and the most recent one is uh, that he is telling opposing players to, like, get me out when he is playing against them. I'm not sure if I believe this is true yet, and I haven't seen anything really concrete about it to prove it is correct, but if it is, I don't want OBJ to be here. <coughs> Sorry. I want uh, I want players who want to be on our team. We aren't going to get any better with that, that, that attitude at all, but I really hope it's not true, and I would like to believe it's not. I know he tweeted a clapback to some of some other rumors the other day, uh, it was more a quote that was chopped up chopped up that made it seem like he didn't want to be in Cleveland anymore when he said he wouldn't want to be anywhere else. He's happy to playing, be playing with Jarvis, obviously. Um, and I just really hope this is his actual love for being there is true and he's not, you know, under his breath or on the side saying to opposing players that he wants to leave uh, because we just don't need any of that attitude on our team right now things have been tough enough didn't even play the Bengals well which like that's the team that you should soundly beat and we still obviously we won but we still didn't look great uh so we really only need positive vibes around the team right now and this is not what we need so if it is true I hope you find somewhere where he can be happy uh if it isn't just keep chugging along and ignore the media Okay, so that is all I have today. Uh, like I talked about in the beginning with reviews and ratings, make sure you're signed in if you're trying to leave one. I think that's the only way it really sticks, so just kind of double-check that. Um, and I think that's the only other major housekeeping thing I have. I hope you guys have a great week. I'm so excited for college bowl games. Uh, it's gonna, It's one of my favorite times of year for sure. And uh, go Buckeyes. I'm not even going to say go Browns because it's just tough right now. But looking forward to the Buckeye games, uh, hopefully games. Let's give it plural and say we beat Clemson. Uh, Looking forward to those in the coming month or so. Thanks for listening.